What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Welcome back to Screen Heroes, the film and TV podcast on the Heroes Podcast Network. This is episode 216, and we're celebrating 25 years of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. I am your regular host, Derek, and I have my two lovely co-hosts with me, Ryan. Hi. And Ray. What's up, dudes? What's up? Uh, Before we get started on our 25th anniversary discussion slash bad movie review of um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. We're going to talk news, and this week, Ray is going to lead the charge in our news segment. Ray, what do you have for us? Okay, so I wanted to do a little bit more kind of back and forth discussion about stuff. So let's talk a little bit about coronavirus and the future, because some TV shows have said that it's not going to impact them. Say season three of The Mandalorian, John Favreau says it's that they got like season two done right before things got bad, and they're going to start season three shortly after. Um, things kind of cool off and then other shows uh, like this is us plans to put coronavirus as a main plot point for their next season right so how do you guys think about that do you think shows should avoid it do you think like what kind of shows should tackle this kind of situation well I, I mean, I think it would be difficult for anything that takes place in like the real world present day, like sitcoms and, and things like that to totally ignore it mm-hmm. because they're supposed to kind of reflect life at the time. But I think it's certainly a touchy subject and difficult to at least wrap humor around, right? That's got to be like a minefield. But similar to the conversations we had about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you know, they can't just ignore the situations with the the police brutality protests and things of that nature they have to address it in some capacity yeah i'm kind of glad i don't have that job because that can't be easy yeah um i don't think like the mandalorian needs to address it right um but i don't know what this is us is but uh i'm assuming it's some sort of more more grounded show um, so that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like Derek said, I, I think that sitcoms can acknowledge it, but, uh, you know, it doesn't really, we get enough. I, I kind of watch TV to escape the bullshit in the real world. You know, we, I, I think I brought this up with Brooklyn Nine-Nine too. We talked about that. 
and uh, you know, so I don't want I don't want the show to reflect the real world so much that it just feels like I'm watching the news or something like that. So yeah, it's it's a weird line that they have to walk. I wouldn't probably be mad if they just didn't acknowledge it because I'd rather just ignore it myself if I could. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm fine either way if they can handle it respectfully. Mm-hmm. Then I'm okay with it. So we're based in the Midwest, and pretty much since March, the Midwest cases have been smaller than both the coasts. We've we've kind of escaped it, but it's just now in almost September, touching all of our lives personally. Um, like at this point, I know multiple people who have tested positive, and. I've known uh, a few of my patients have passed away from COVID at this point. So I, I think it'd be impossible to ignore, but like you said, it doesn't belong in everything. I'm not quite sure every bit of sci-fi and fantasy in the next couple of years needs to have some sort of plague or pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I'm worried that that's going to be the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's sitcoms. I don't know how you would handle because on one hand, um, I'm sure writers want to try and tackle it. But on the other, if everyone is stuck in a pandemic, how many episodes can you get through before the characters have to go do something? Right. Right. Or is every joke going to be a zoom meeting? Yes. You like know, Saturday night live. Right. And like, it works kind of for Saturday night live because of its unique nature. And they were really trying their best to put out their live, their quote live content. But yeah, I mean, could you imagine every sitcom trying to grapple with that? I mean, they kind of did something like that with the uh, Parks and Rec reunion that they did a little while back. Mm-hmm. Um, they That was really pretty good, and they ha- I think they handled it well. But yeah, I don't think I could watch a season of a sitcom like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. I honestly think it would just be boring TV writing. If I had to watch on screen what our lives have been like, I'd be bored as hell. And I know this because I'm bored as hell now. <laughs> it's accurate that's fair okay so moving on uh let's talk about matrix four right now lawrence fishburne has said that he was not invited back and at this point he's not coming back so they could uh totally go back and uh invite him and he would say no at this point he said yeah, it's it's surprising, especially when you learn that Hugo Weaving was asked to return and is only not returning due to scheduling problems. Right. Um, you know, spoiler alert for the Matrix trilogy, but Morpheus is alive at the end and Agent Smith is not, or Mr. Smith, I guess, by the, by the end, isn't. So it would make more sense for Morpheus to show up. I don't know. The whole thing is very strange that we're even getting a Matrix 4. Mm-hmm at this point but with keanu reeves involved i I mean i want it to be good because i want him to be successful and i want him to put out good work so it's a strange situation i don't think you need to worry about keanu reeves being successful i think that's already a thing um but (laughs) yeah i I don't know i was not really that super super excited for this movie anyway because of the last two um you know i'd rather them announce a john wick six or something like that because i feel like i've I've enjoyed every one of those movies just so much it's it's very much been an even playing field for me across the board with all those movies so 
I mean, I don't anticipate them getting worse anytime soon. Um, and so that I'd rather see him do another one of those mm -hmm. than another Matrix. But, you know, whatever. It's If it comes out, I'll see it because I'm a sucker. But <laughs> at this point, I don't really have high hopes that it's going to be good outside of him in it because yeah. he's pretty much good in everything these days. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I completely agree with that. He is pretty much good in everything. I, It's kind of amazing that something as small as John Wick was supposed to be turned out to be this huge universe and completely revitalized his career and... Not just yeah. that, revitalize the action movie because, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, there's been, as soon as that first one came out and got popular, you got a bunch of movies that were nearly copycat. I mean, uh, Atomic Blonde pops to mind, you know, a lot of the same, similar action scenes uh, to John Wick. Um, and there's been several other action movies that tried to kind of draw into that same mystique. Not that that's a bad thing, but uh, John Wick definitely kind of ushered in a new era of, a, of that type of action movie too. And he really stepped up his game. He's proving to quite a few of the older actors that you don't need to do 800 cuts in one stunt. You know, you just cater the stunt to your age or to your skills. You don't try to go out of your way. You don't... Uh, I don't know. You don't make it harder on yourself. And he still looks like a badass. Absolutely. Birds of Prey is another one that seems like a lot of the inspiration for the way it was filmed and the way it was shot came from John Wick. Well, it was the same fight choreographer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so. I mean, that that fight choreography, has a, he has a specific style and, you know, it mm -hmm. works. I mean, oh, yeah. we all, that was a big compliment from all of us in that movie. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously a big strong point for John Wick, too. So I hope he does a lot of movies. I hope he varies up his style a little bit. Otherwise, it'll get stale eventually. But as of now, you know, yeah. it's still fun to watch. Yeah. So what do you guys think about the addition of Neil Patrick Harris to the Matrix? I mean, we know so little. Like, Neil Patrick Harris is, is wonderful, so I, I'm not opposed to it at all. But I just, this is a weird sequel. It's, it's one that's coming, you know, a long time after. And it, I think I'd be happier if there were no returning characters. Yeah. You know, because the way, the, way the, the trilogy ends is very much like, yeah, there's peace, but it won't last. Okay, well, that's fine. So this could be when the peace stops lasting or sometime after that. But it's the bringing back of the previous characters that has me a little concerned that it's just kind of a nostalgia bait and not a story that is like needing to be told. It's such a thin line for me because I truly enjoy when actual world building happens and you continue the same universe just with different people. But I seem to be in the minority of that. People don't want new. They want the exact same thing a little bit different. And while Lawrence Fishburne was probably my favorite part of the Matrix movie, uh, and I say movie because I only saw the first one, I agree with you. New characters in and out of the Matrix and Zion, and it would just be cool. So, 
Neil Patrick Harris, if I'm only really okay with it if he plays the same character he was in uh, Starship Troopers. Yes. And that it's just shown that that's like an alternate Matrix, and he's psychic in that movie because yes. of uh, because he's already known about the Matrix and he can manipulate it. That's really fun. I that's like the one of the greatest, chosen ones. That's such a great idea. I love it. <laughs> Combine yeah. two two sci-fi universes like that. If that's the movie, then let's do it. Let's, let's just, let's I just don't, go. Spoiler alert, I don't think that's the movie, Derek. But uh, they should hire me. We've gone over this. We should all be hired right. for these kind of things. It's um, true. Yeah, we should make movies all the time. But, like, right. but Ray, since, since you haven't seen the end of the trilogy, like Neo and Trinity both die too. So yeah. I don't know no, how they're also... That. But they're both back in this movie. And so like, if you wanted to do the, the handing off of the torch kind of thing have it i don't know why it's not morpheus why wouldn't yeah. it be him he's still there and he's very much a leader in that community when the movie is over so i don't know why it's not him passing off the torch and you're basically resurrecting everybody else who died alternate yeah. universe Derek. so you know i mean look obviously we're way off from when this is going to be a real thing so who knows maybe it's going to be wonderful i'm just very skeptical yeah okay so moving on right now there is no confirmation about anything but what do you guys think about the rumor of alexander skarsgård playing uh, hawkman in black adam uh i've read about this this morning i think it was in the dceu leaks subreddit which is a pretty worthless uh right. subreddit in general and i'm guessing that that's where this article got its information from uh because a lot of these kind of clickbait places use that um i it, it just sounds like fan casting to me, but if it's true, I, he's a great actor. He's probably maybe not my number one pick for Hawkman, but me either. Um, you know, I'm sure he'd be fine for it. Right. Well, there's some other casting rumors. Uh, you shared, I think, last week that uh, Green Lantern's oh, yeah. cast, the the core, has been leaked on a subreddit as well. Mm-hmm. It was actually that. leaked on 4chan and then shared oh. in the subreddit. Which 4chan, don't Google that and go right. there ever because it's a horrible place. But uh, yeah. they do have reliable leaks occasionally, and and you know as we get closer to the DC fandom or whatever it is, um, you know you you can't help at least I can't help but start giving a little more credence to these leaks because you know when you start getting a bunch of hands involved in something to put because it's going to take a lot of people to put something like this on successfully um you know when you start getting so many hands in the pot eventually something somebody's going to pull something out and uh you know i i I, so i give a little more weight to these right now but yeah i mean that that casting sounded interesting i can't remember off the top of my head what all the casting was but uh you know if it's true i don't think any of us would be really upset James Marsden was reportedly cast as Hal Jordan. That's right. That was one I was really on board with. And I'm disappointed that none of us ever thought of that. Right. Like, I I thought he was such an underappreciated Cyclops that this is going to be, like, his chance to really stand out. And I think, like, his work on Westworld has been really great. I think TV just may be perfect for him. So, yeah, I, I'm on board with that. Yeah, he, he deserves a second chance after Cyclops. You know, I've told you guys before, Cyclops is one of my favorite, uh, is my favorite X-Men and X-Man. Mm-hmm. 
And so I always was disappointed that he didn't get more in the movies, but this would be a great chance for the actor to redeem himself. So Derek, Derek, you were on board with that. Oh, absolutely. They're casting too. Yeah. I think he'd be great for it. I think it's unfortunate that he seems kind of sidelined after the X-Men films, because it's certainly not his fault about what's wrong with those movies. Um, You know, and I think he's good in what I've seen him in and, this is an opportunity for him to headline something big again. So I think he can handle it. I think he's got the the look and the personality for the character. So I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. I mean, I think we're all pretty hopeful that uh, fandom since it's happening this weekend, we actually get some casting announcements here and there that are solidified because uh, as cool as some of their panels are, I am also looking forward to hearing about new projects. You know, DC is kind of on a roll here with some successful TV shows and movies, and I want to see them keep that going. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't know. I, I've been trying my best to temper expectations, especially when it comes to like Green Lantern stuff. I'm going to believe it when I see it. <laughs> State. Well, my expectations aren't high for any convention this year. To be completely honest, anyone that tries are are pretty low. I'm just saying what you know would be nice to see. Oh That's sure, all. no, no. I I just meant like I I'm not going to get like super excited about anything newly announced. Got it. Because DC has a history of announcing stuff and then it either being pushed off forever or not even happening. Oh my god, you're totally right. You know, I but mean, at the time they didn't really have, they didn't have the streaming service set up and things like true. that. So, you know, now they have a more direct way of bringing that to uh, consumers without having to deal with any kind of middlemen in the process. So, I think it's more likely that the things that they announce at this are going to be you can put a little more faith in them. But yeah, you're you're not wrong. I mean, a lot of the stuff they've announced has just kind of fizzled out. Mm-hmm. I've just been hurt before, okay? We all we have, Derek. We all have. We have a support group. We know. This is our support group. This is it. It right is, here. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of our first episodes of our other podcast was lining out the DCEU's timeline, and it ended in 2020, where we were supposed to get a Cyborg and Green Lantern movie. And that didn't yeah. happen. For yeah. many, many reasons. There oh, you, did, you didn't see those last week? <laughs> I haven't seen a movie since February, okay? <laughs> That's not true. That's we not saw true. Palm you Springs. Palm Springs, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys are rotten. <laughs> uh, anyway. <sighs> anyway anyway yeah i mean like that's the thing right like we're literally we're talking about now we're talking about a green lantern tv show on a on hbo max in the year that the green lantern core film was supposed to basically end phase one of the dceu <laughs> right we're a far cry from that uh still no cyborg no flash black adam has been cast for two years now and there's been zero movement on that film Right. Well, we'll, we're going to get some movement on Saturday on all that stuff. So there is a Black Adam panel with Dwayne Johnson appearing. So Dwayne Johnson doesn't screw around. Like you can make fun of him as the Rock or whatever you want to do, but I mean, he is a businessman. He's out there to make money and make a name for himself. Everything Mm -hmm. he does is for a specific reason, and that's the reason why I have more faith in Black Adam happening. And us getting a good amount of news is because that guy, he announced he was Black Adam before there was a Shazam movie, before Shazam was even cast. 
Um, you know, so I wouldn't be surprised if he just spills the beans on a bunch of shit that, uh, you know, won't, we won't know anything about for another two or three years when the movie comes out. And yeah. honestly, like, who is going to blame him? Who is going to say, well, you know, Dwayne, we have to fine you or you're fired because. Right. Yeah. Nobody's no. going to get rid of him. Right. right. Like, come on. No, of course I mean, not. It's, if Marvel's not going to get rid of Mark Ruffalo or Tom Holland for leaking stuff, they're, DC's definitely not touching Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, and I mean, a lot. Of, one thing he's very good at is building hype for things. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't really get into the Jumanji movies, but man, he pushed those movies so hard on his social media and he got a ton of uh, attention for basically everything he did mm-hmm. with those. And this is way bigger than a Jumanji movie, so... You know, I mean, I anticipate him hitting it pretty hard. I have a lot of faith in him, for sure. The studio still worries me. They've had a massive shakeup that we talked about last week. And, um, you know, they've made a lot of strange decisions before. So having the studio derail him is still, in my head, a a possibility. Mm -hmm. You're right. I'm just talking about as far as fandom goes, he's going to probably announce a lot of shit and build that hype up as much as he can. He wants all the articles the next day to be about Black Adam and nobody to be talking about anything else from fandom. Fandom. <laughs> I'm sure a lot will be, to be completely honest. Yeah. He's a he's a household name, so he of course, you know, they're and he has been for the last two decades. Yep. Hey, look, if if people are fighting over which DC news is the better news when fandom is over, I'll be. Then very you are going to be fully erect <laughs> the entire weekend. Yeah, you're going to have to consult the doctor if it lasts more than six hours. He's going to be bumping into things, knocking them off shelves. All he already right, does it, right. so it'll be let's, a thing. Let's move. All right, on. all right, all right. Okay, so that's it. Let's take our break, and we'll come back and talk Power Rangers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office, more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. We are back to talk Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie from 1995. A couple, you know, financial facts that we do. Movie cost about $20 million to make in 1995 dollars and grossed 66.4. So, you know, financially viable. The uh, the newer film, just for comparison's sake, had a budget of $120 million and pulled in uh, $142.5. So definitely not as financially successful as the original, which is absolutely shocking. It boasts a stellar 5.2 on IMDb. And I think that might be a little bit nice. Um, 
It's a middle of the road film. There's a lot of bad okay. stuff. Let's in not this. be generous, Rachel. No, no, no. Like, saying it's a middle of the road film is up. extremely generous. Hold up, like you have to look at the source material too. It had been on the air for about three or four years. I don't have to do any of that because this movie was being we're reviewing it on its own. Hold we're not reviewing up. it based on the TV finish. show. No. I'm pregnant. I'm gonna cry. Well, that was gonna happen anyway. Girlfriend. She's watching right now, so she's gonna know. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah, please make your point so that I can hear it, Ray. Yeah. All I was gonna say is that the TV show is already pretty bad. So the fact that they stepped up their game on costumes and they shot all new material instead of ripping off some of the Japanese stuff, I think elevates it a bit. If you know what you're getting into, and I'm pretty sure everybody who went to the theater to see this knew what they were getting into, it's a middle-of-the-road kids film. It's not great, but like out of all the kids' films that came out in the 90s like it's definitely not one of the worst i've seen i'd almost rather watch judge dread than this that's you're how such much a I... damn liar i'm hey, not fun, joking fun fact oh both God. of these movies came out on the same weekend judge dread and power rangers here's um, another fun fact is it is i'm it actually fun? facebook friends with the spe- lead special effects uh, makeup artist from this show or from this movie nice yeah that's, that rob, is rob berman fact. yeah I'm well, friends with him on there, and he posts the, all kinds of cool behind-the-scenes shit. The makeup work is good. What isn't good, and what is arguably the worst to ever be in a motion picture, is the CGI. Oh, it's so bad! Shows did up you guys later. watch the DVD, or <laughs> yeah. did you guys watch... Okay, so you didn't get the version that I got. No, ours was even better, and it still looks awful. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine what I had to go through? So just for our listeners to know, they picked a movie that wasn't on any streaming service... That's not on purpose, though. It was at one point on Netflix and Hulu. It was, and then it but vanished. it's not currently. Well, but not. Uh, so I asked Derek for permission to uh, ride the high seas uh, <laughs> with a pirate or with a parrot on my shoulder, and he said, "No, it's on YouTube." So I went to YouTube, <laughs> and he's right. It is on YouTube in the most pixelated 240p you've ever seen with Indonesian <laughs> subtitles. And I sat through an hour and 40 minutes of this bullshit. <laughs> Do you know why? Podcast. Do you know why you did that, Ryan? Because I love you guys. And that's the only reason I love doing this podcast. There's no other reason other than that. Oh, I was just going to say you have integrity. Well, there's that too. But more importantly, I love you guys and I love this podcast. So if I had to do it again, I would probably quit this podcast. <laughs> just being honest. That, the bad CGI yeah. was indiscernible. You couldn't see anything. I mean, it's even bad. the actors' faces in this version that I watched, you couldn't, t- like, you could tell it was the Red Ranger because he's wearing a red shirt. But, like... Maybe that's why they did it. That was basically it. You couldn't <laughs> tell the actor or anything. It could have been anybody. Well, so. so the movie is a little confusing for a couple of reasons. So three of the actors are new. They're new ca- new versions of the characters. The uh, red, yellow, and black rangers are all new. They yeah, were not so the I ones remember the, the black ranger being a black man. Yeah, so he like was no longer a black man. Yeah, this this movie is slightly less racist than the TV show in that the black ranger 
is not black and the yellow ranger is not an asian woman um they flipped the script on liter- literally those two characters are are flipped um which is just, <laughs> uh but yeah so the the original three actors were having contract disputes about the tv show and so they did not show up in the the film uh which throws me off like every time i i see it because i'm like that's not the right red ranger but yeah i mean the cgi like really is bad if you remember that there's that cgi cartoon reboot uh that was on years and years ago it looks worse than that somehow even though like that was aesthetically on purpose in a way this is even worse than that um, I want you guys to know that I hated this so much that I actually went through and made a list of all the things that I wanted to make sure I talked about. So, oh my god! Yeah, because I didn't want to forget something. But it's let's... a big deal when Ryan takes notes. It is. it is. There was so much bad stuff that I didn't want to forget something. Makes so on, on the plus side, I do think that the actual Power Rangers costumes were a nice upgrade from the TV show, and it's all it's kind of sad that they didn't carry that upgrade back to the tv show but since the show uses footage from super sentai i get that that would not have worked um but it is a little weird to see them downgrade again going back to to tv zed looks great i mean zed always looks great i love zed you know um so those look good the the, you know goldar looks good the warthog guy looks good i forget his name Um, uh so he was a brand new character just for the the movie his name is Mordunt. obviously okay. a pivotal plot point of the movie clearly <laughs> uh but like all, all the practical stuff i thought looked good in tune with the show's style i thought even ivan ooze looks good when he's in his normal form and not doing some blobby nonsense sure so i just wanted to say you know what what the good thing was that's that's about all i got that's positive i think <laughs> honestly like that's that's what i've got the 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 practical makeup work on the creature stuff i thought was really well done and fit they, the show i i gotta say like i agree it's not that great but they went all out on that fucking soundtrack they paid some big artists at the time to give them their songs and, and that's I, what we came up with i mean it was not impressive <laughs> It also doesn't make sense because at the end of the movie, there's a song that's about their Zords, but it's about their old Zords that they no longer have. It, it's not about the new Ninjetti Zords. So, like, Derek was not happy about that. that. This, so, it let sense. me ask you guys this: Is clearly you're bigger Power Rangers fans than I am. Yes, I am. After this movie, I did see this in theaters though, so I've got that going Ooh. for me. But after this movie came out, did they carry over the Ninjetti Zords into the show? They did briefly, yeah. Okay, but then they went back. No, they got new Zords. Okay. After that, the the Thunder Zords. Well, they always have to continue forward because Sentai will change up their stuff. So, right. gotcha. uh, when Sentai changed, they had to change. And there were some some contractual problems because the movie was made by 20th Century Fox and the show was not. And so the show wasn't allowed to call them Ninjetti. It, they had to make subtle changes to the yeah. naming conventions and some of that stuff. Um, but, and, and even the film got some things off too. Like when the white Ranger does his original Zord, he says white tiger instead of tiger Zord. Um, yeah. You know, so there's, there's some things that are off for sure, but, but yeah, these carry over to the show briefly and then they get the, the thunder Zords, which I are so much better than what we get in this movie that it's kind of embarrassing. 
Yep. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start off with a couple things that aren't on my list. Okay. They're just kind of overall problems with the movie. Okay. Did you guys buy for a minute that any of these people are teenagers? Nope. Because the Blue Ranger looks like he's a 43-year-old accountant. So does Tommy. <laughs> J- uh, J- yeah, uh, Jason he looks, David he Frank. Looks, he looks old, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't... And they keep going, these are these are teenagers. Oh, reckless teenagers. And, like, it's a main point of the movie. You can't bring in 35-year-old accountants from Fresno to your Power Rangers and have people believe they're teenagers. Well, I mean, like, so Jason he David Frank... He literally had a bald spot. I don't... Jason David Frank, who plays the, the White Ranger, he's Tommy. He was 22 when the movie came out. So not quite as old as I thought he might be. I actually thought he looked a little older than that. So that's not terrible. I mean, modern TV still does that. Uh, the Yellow Ranger, uh, played by David Yost, is four years older. So he was 26. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, I mean, look, they're clearly, they're not, they're not teenagers. It's silly. Yeah, it, that was a huge problem for me through the whole thing. Like, I feel like I could go like to the bar with this guy. He looks like he's <laughs> he's my age, and he'd want to go like complain about his accounting firm or something. Um, he, the Blue Ranger was by far the worst of that for me. He looked the oldest, even though he may not have been the oldest. He no, I think the oldest. I'm pretty confident that he's the oldest. Yeah, I mean, he appeared to be the oldest at you know whatever glance I had throughout the movie. Sure. Um, my other issue that's kind of an overall issue is the White Ranger, right? I think that that actor, he's good. Jason David Frank, he's a, he's a real martial artist. He's been, you know, in a lot of stuff since then. And I, he's very enthusiastic about his fan base. And, uh, you know, I can appreciate somebody that really treats this material seriously, whether even though it's definitely not. But literally everything they do in the movie is just designed to make him look the coolest yes of everybody any gets, any any yeah. fight they get into has to make him look the coolest his zord he can go off on his own while the other swords all get together because he's the fucking coolest and then he'll come in and save everybody when he comes in you know everything is done to make him look awesome yeah it's i mean it's even worse than that to be the, so the movie opens up with the parachuting scene yes the sky the, sky, the skydiving scene and so let's put aside the fact that Bulk and Skull are seemingly skydiving for their first times in their lives, totally on their own with no training whatsoever. Just their helmets that. were not even clipped. <laughs> right. Thank out you. Of the plane I actually out. didn't write that on my list, but it, I, it was definitely something I noticed. I noticed that and I'm so angry. I was like, why? But look at the yeah. Rangers. The Rangers all do the exact same jump with the only difference being that the, the White Ranger, Tommy, has a board. That's the only right. difference, right? And for some reason, he's congratulated on a completely different level from everybody else. And they all bullseye the exact same way. Yep. Yeah. It's, my, it's notes a, it's, are in, my notes are in chronological order. So my, 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 my note for that scene was these guys are have secret identities right that not the whole world knows they're power rangers nobody knows they're somehow power every single one of them in their parachuting suit that they obviously all had custom made for them looks exactly like their power ranger suit but nobody knows nobody notices yeah. this well that's They've a, all got the colors and patterns that's a tv show thing so they always wear their color that's it's just the, part of the show so okay, that's but it's stupid as fuck because there's it, another scene right after where they're like <laughs> 
oh, we're getting a call from Zed. Their watch is going, and they're like in the middle of a crowd, and they're like, oh, we got to go over here to take this call. You know, obviously it's supposed to be a secret, but come on. A couple of things to note there. First off, I had one of those watches. It was the coolest thing ever. Uh, One of my favorite toys as a kid was that watch. Second, nobody knows that that's the theme song because they're not watching the movie. They're in the real world, so they don't hear that. Third, do they look ridiculous or what in that roller blading gear? Yeah, there's like five (laughs) minutes where all it is is rollerblading. That's how you can tell this movie came out right in the middle of the 90s. Yeah, totally. Because every movie had, uh, had that. But that, right. that was five a, minute roller skating scene. it was a problem with the or show blading. they had to be they had to tie in directly with the show because it was the same actors they were going back and forth and so the color stuff yeah they they always wear their color always mm-hmm. and well it's stupid as fuck i mean i can i can live with it if they're just like wearing a t-shirt that's the color but they're they're skydiving outfits literally looked exactly like their costume all they had to do was pull on the, the power ranger helmet and it would have been you know I don't know. That was stupid as hell. Like apparently I'm the only one that thinks that, but I'll take it. It's just part of the show. So like, I don't take that out on the movie. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Really? I just, it's just part of the material. So they didn't have a choice. That's all. Okay. Ray, any thoughts on the rollerblading or anything? So I know that they hired the people that they did because those non-teenagers are actually you know pretty good athletes right you know jason david frank does a lot of his own martial arts same with uh david yost does a lot of his own gymnastics so i don't blame them for wanting to uh show off some of their skills but it it was weird to go from skydiving straight to rollerblading because i i imagine you're tired after something you know <laughs> like something's gotta be tiresome yeah, they're young teenagers so it's it's fine <laughs> sure <laughs> okay my next note mm-hmm. yep. says Let's do Ro- this. rocky question mark because yep. that's his name every ninja related show or movie in the 90s had someone named rocky and it bothers me and this is not necessarily specifically a problem with the movie but why is that is it in the 90s was that like the coolest fucking name that anybody knew about i don't know i actually have a larger complaint that his character is supposed to be hispanic if you don't know their last names like they do have last names and his is DeSantos, and he's supposed to be of mexican descent and that actor he may be a little but he like he's not He's not. It's just it, it's just a white guy. And no, ninety five people weren't very woke. Are you sure? I I'm pretty sure. Let me figure this out. I don't know. I mean, c- just kind of <laughs> looking at his bio, I'm not so sure. 
all that, right, he's, all right. that he's a white dude. Uh, yeah, he's of Mexican descent. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and All I mean, right. and to be fair, like back to what we were talking about, I mean, he uh, is a fifth degree black belt in Taekwondo and uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. He owns his own Jiu Jitsu studio in Burbank, California. All right then. I have no problem with his martial arts. But my but problem yeah. would be with the choreography, but in general, oh, right? But... Exactly. He that's was fair. not uh, viewed that those skills weren't utilized right tommy's yeah. were but. yeah because he had to look the coolest and he got a staff randomly in the first fight and then it magically disappeared in the next fight part of the fight scene well i mean if we're going to talk about weapons how about his magical knife okay we're not i'm not there yet <laughs> okay got there, okay well, let's, let's i've got a, a note bit. about that i've always had a problem with the white ranger though because power ranger starts the red ranger was the leader yeah. And then the Green Ranger shows up. He's actually a bad guy at first. And then, you know, he turns good and he's the leader all of a sudden. But he's still kind of cool. But then when he becomes the White Ranger, it's just so ridiculous. He's so much more powerful, so much more special. And he comes back. Like, Jason David Frank has played this character multiple, multiple times in the spin Over 20 years. Yeah. He's returned, even like recently, he's been on the show uh, re reprising his character. So it's a very special character, and it's, it's, I don't think it's ever been handled particularly well. And it's nothing personal. I like him. It's just a little over the top. Yeah, I agree. Okay, my next note. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm just going to read it verbatim. I'm just going to read these notes verbatim so you guys can see my shorthand on these notes and see if you can figure out what, what I meant by this note. Autograph book 6,000 years ago. Yeah, so Ooze obviously knows a lot of pop culture references because he makes them throughout the movie. Yes! Um, what is that? He hasn't been alive in 6,000 years, but he knows what a fucking autograph book is? Mm -hmm. I have no explanation for you. Yeah. Okay. Not it's, not in the, it's not in the show or something? That well, he's like, not. He, he so, what an autograph book is? Ooze was created straight for the movie and he was never used again. Whereas, like, I mean, Rita, that actor hammed it the fuck up, so he yeah. did good. I'll give him credit for there, but... Rita and Zed are from the TV show, and they continue to be in the TV show for a very long time. But, yeah, not Ooze. Okay. Well, at least you guys are on the same page with that one with me. I don't <laughs> have to hear Derek talk about how in the show, or Rachel nope. talk about how in the show, this is the way things were. Nope, it was just a, a kind of a way to write him colloquially, I guess. I just don't want you guys to ranger-splain me anymore. I'm not ranger explaining. <laughs> Continue. Make Ryan. that a thing. What's what's next? What's next? What's next? Uh oh, it's a good thing that all I wrote spend two minutes suiting up and posing. It's a good <laughs> thing that all the guys that get into a fight with him ever in any Power Rangers movie or TV show are okay with just hanging back for several minutes while they go through the suit up sequence and then all flip into the middle where they compose with each other. Yep. You want to take that, Ray? <laughs> uh, for years, I, I've had a problem with giant transformation scenes. It's an issue in Sailor Moon that I just, it doesn't make sense to me. And my dad was actually the asshole that pointed it out. He was like, why do they wait around? Why don't the villains just simply attack them when they're like dressing? <laughs> Like, I don't know, Dad. Yeah, because they're literally, I think I timed it. It was like a minute and 14 seconds or something that was spent of the movie 
in that first fight scene where they're fighting the oozes or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, where they're just like all doing like a martial arts pose and then turning into a ranger and then flipping. And then they spend like another 10 seconds posing. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, I, I assume it was so they could sell the, the morphers. I mean, yeah. you're probably right, but if we're grading <laughs> this movie and like talking about the flaws in this movie, I think that's a pretty big one. Oh, I'm not defending it at all my next note unless you guys want to talk about talk about that one more nope i'm enjoying going through your notes i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna read this one directly but okay so ivan ooze shows up to the ranger headquarters right and just starts wrecking shit yep so (laughs) in the background the whole time the actor playing alpha is just going like this Aye, 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 aye. like eight minutes while they're showing this destruction of of, yeah. the, of the red course and zordon is just like like his head is floating in this tube and he's just like like going back and forth making these faces as things are getting destroyed it's like oh my god guys like what are we even doing here we needed to shorten this scene these actors are obviously struggling Mm-hmm. with what to do because the scene is going on way too long we got to cut this back i mean zordon can only do so much he has a he's a floating head <laughs> so if you wanted to do more than just like shocked expressions from either side you know you're gonna have to cut it back and right. maybe not yeah so that scene was really weird for me yeah I alpha think- five doesn't get to do much ever uh ever and, and the actor uh, uh Peter marie like she can't see or breathe or anything in that suit like they have to pump air into her uh so i'm sure that's not an easy thing to coordinate <laughs> no and, and that character is mostly just annoying um i didn't really see the point of it at all so they could have just removed that character as well as goldar and whatever that pig thing was named and the movie would have not suffered at all they literally did nothing for the plot yeah yeah they're just yeah they're there from the show so they're there that's just, yeah that's not a good reason to have them in the movie if you ask me but whatever <laughs> they're selling movie tickets to kids and i'm an adult that's that's critiquing this movie so really i'm the big loser here clearly <laughs> okay next and i know rachel likes this one because i feel like we've talked about it before i got a weird uh a weird feeling when i was writing this down that rachel and i have talked about this before uh yellow ranger walking flashlight and it looks like it says power bomb or power bong. I can't really read my own handwriting. But like only two rangers in this next scene where they're like doing the looking for the ooze in what I'm guessing is a sewer or an abandoned warehouse or something. Yeah. I thought it was a parking garage. It's like a construction <laughs> site. It's really <laughs> not specific. They're just like walking through tunnels of pavement. Um <laughs> they're like activating power beam or whatever. And like it's just two like dim lights pop up on her thing that doesn't actually light anything so uh, yeah you're totally right this is very upsetting um (laughs) we talked about it first and foremost it seems like a really helpful thing in this situation so why wouldn't all the rangers have this because thank you one obviously saber-tooth tigers were the only animal that had their own flashlights oh you're ridiculous um (laughs) Second of all, they make no uh, effort 
to have it look like the same helmet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a completely different helmet. Nobody is going to tell me otherwise. It is. And, and third, everybody got a completely different helmet, but they only used two in the film. Yeah. So then my next note was Red Ranger Power Scope. Yep. Which is totally useless, by the way. He apparently has this fucking, like, radar that can, like, pick stuff up. And his helmet changes, and he's got, like, a kit from Knight Rider thing going on in the visor. But there would have been a lot of times that something like that would have been useful in the movie. And it's never brought up again. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. yeah. Way to go. Now, to be fair, I would assume that they lost that when they lose their original powers, which is fairly early on. Yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, it's still silly. Yeah, it's still very silly. My next note. (laughs) Apparently, their suits are like zero gravity suits because (laughs) all of a sudden, whatever semi-realistic, I use that term very loosely, martial arts that they're doing on the fight scenes, changes to extraordinary uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon, flying kicks. and makes them superheroes. I mean, that's the basis of the suits. But like, but Superman at least goes like this when he's flying, right? These guys just like float in whatever direction they want to float in with enough force to knock a putty 20 feet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't know. It's the the physics were, I I don't know. It's It's the style of Super Sentai. And so it's just the style that Power Rangers is done in. Yeah. It's why, like, every episode they start out fighting without their suits, doing, like, relatively normal, not greatly choreographed fight scenes, and then they change into the suits, and all of a sudden they're more powerful. I can understand, like, you know, them being stronger or, you know, faster or something, you know, but just all of a sudden, with no explanation, them being able to defy gravity and do whatever they wanted to beyond the realm of physics... I guess. I mean, I, I we're on a superhero show talking about, you know, superheroes a lot, and I have a problem with this in the Power Rangers movie, but I'm pretty sure I brought this up in superhero movies before, and the physics, like, are just completely out of nowhere, not explained, and ridiculous. So, yeah. whatever. I feel like I get a little bit of a pass there, because I'm trying to be an equal opportunity hater. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not not, like, giving you a pass or anything. I was just explaining, like, it's just the basis of the show. It's just lazy choreography is what it is. That's how. That's probably why they do it that way for the TV show, honestly, because, you know, if, if somebody needs to get from here to here, they don't have to find a way to actually fight it out to get to there. They just make the guy jump and kick like this a hundred times a minute, yeah, even when he's not actually kicking anything. And you know. I don't know a ton about Super Sentai, so I can't really speak to its production process, but basically all all of power rangers is just based off of that stuff okay. and when i say based off of i mean like the tv show literally lifts the fight scenes that's why mm-hmm. they're in those suits it's actually super sentai footage so like okay. when you watch the original show so this movie was the first power rangers to not use super sentai footage um and so anytime basically the helmet is on it's probably super sentai stuff Okay. It's just weird. It's a it's a unique it is. thing. Yeah. yeah. Next note. Yes, please. We're gonna talk about the sword. <laughs> Saba. So the very first time that we're exposed to this sword in the movie, he throws the sword or whatever he does with it, 
and it goes floating around. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They've got like a big old uh, shipping container or something hanging on a, on a rope. Yes. It's a sword, mind you. He throws yes. it. But instead of the sword cutting the rope... It stops in midair, floats next to the rope, and shoots lasers <laughs> out of the handle to cut the rope. Yes. I mean, yeah. I think it might be Do the I single greatest shot ever. Do I need to explain why that's stupid ever. as fuck anymore? <laughs> no, no, we said the same thing. I, I literally, when this popped up on screen, I was like, it's a sword! <laughs> <laughs> like, who okayed this decision? I get that lasers are cool, but... I think that was the decision. Know. <laughs> I yeah, mean, like, but it just hurt my soul. It's a sword, like, just the the worst thing is, it. like, if you don't know the show, this it makes like there's zero sense. Yeah, and at he all. never uses it again. And he never uses it again, just um, to shoot lasers at a rope. Does he get the sword? I don't remember. Does he get to keep? Does he keep the sword as uh, as Ninjetti? No. no. As a so white tiger? No, he does not. And it's uh, it's not there in the show again either. Yeah. Once and the ninjetti stuff crosses over, no. the sword's gone. Okay. Yes. I'm checking Ryan, chat the, to make sure I'm not getting yelled at right now. The, the oh yeah, that's probably a good idea. The white tiger was his original sword as okay. the white ranger. He gets. Oh yeah, that's the, right. It was a it was a pterodactyl or a falcon or some bullshit in this. Uh, not, the pterodactyl. Yeah. No, no. The crane was the pink ranger. He gets the falcon. Yeah. Or as they said in the show, the falcon because it's a spaceship, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> Next note. Please. They get sent, first of all, they can teleport anywhere, apparently. This is yes. super ambiguous in the movie, but apparently no matter what they do, they wherever they're at, they can teleport to and from wherever they want to. More or less. Okay. Um, they go on a huge tangent about how time is of the essence. Zordon is dying. They have got to get the source of power as quick as possible to save Zordon and save the world. They spend so much time bullshitting on this alien planet, right? That looks exactly like Earth, except that there's a random Amazon woman that grants them a power of a tree frog. Uh, they spend so much time talking and just like doing random uh, exposition. That yeah. pro boredom from waiting probably killed Zordon, honestly. Because there's time, they, they go over and talk about how many times time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. Oh, hey, Kimberly, let's, let's inspect this skeleton that's over here. Yes. Because that's really important to the plot. That 
I guess it comes back later, but it's You didn't still... like that dino fight? Yeah. It, I mean, I'll give them credit for the way they filmed it for their budget was clever. They were a lot like the way they did the shots and stuff, but it mm-hmm. was bad. It was real bad. It's better than the CGI battle. I mean, yeah, moderately, but it, it was it like that. It was a CGI battle. Some of it. Uh, there was some practical, practical too. But the, like when you see the the, the skeleton and they're like inspecting it like whoa this is clearly not earth or whatever they say it's more exposition like that doesn't make the skeleton fight scene later any better so there's right. not any point to that that scene at all i don't that was an issue for me how much time they wasted with that bullshit i think they definitely struggled taking the what well, was essentially a normal plot of an episode and stretching it into an hour and 35 minutes. I think they yeah. had a hard time with that. Clearly. Yeah. They just threw a bunch of extra shit in there that didn't really matter to the movie at all. Um, my next note, we've kind of already covered, but it says Ooze knows dances because he like makes people dance. He's like, do the swim. And like, you know, okay, whatever. You get, you get it. You know all the pop culture, even though you haven't been awake in 6,000 years. Yep. Um, all Zords fly is my next note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Like, no, nope. I can understand nope. why the Falcon would fly or the, the crane. crane would fly. Yeah. Sure. But why is the ape flying or the bear flying? <laughs> no, it shouldn't. Have yeah. these people ever watched Discovery Channel? Or like, do they actually know that these are real animals that can't uh- fly? I can't answer that. Like, it's just wrong. Yeah, the only explanation I have is the budget for the CGI was so tight that animating the bears or running or something like that was just not an option. So they just had a still model of it move across the screen. Yeah, they just had a guy with, like, that on a string, and he's like, okay, go like this, and they're, like, moving in front of the screen. Yeah. That's all I have. And then they never fly again. After that one scene. In the TV show, only actual animals that would fly, fly. Right, like that's just a norm. That's how it goes, with the exception of the the dragon zord. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really have. I don't remember it. Ha- does it have wings? But it does. It definitely flies. Um, but you know, whatever. Anyway, yeah, I think it was honestly just simplicity, budget cutting. Yeah. Because it's awful. Okay. Well, as long as we're all on the same page. We totally are. Okay. My next note says Ooze's mech has nuts. Yep. Because. I mean, I, was this how they ultimately beat it? They decided to have one of the women uh, Power Rangers take control and knee him in the groin? Okay, first of all, I adore that scene. Everything <laughs> about it. Second of all, I don't think that is, um, like, I think it's, like, mech armor for him, but I think those were his nuts. Like, he has nuts, not the mech. But the but only thing he? that changed on the mech was his head. Well, I, no, I'm with Ray. It's like upper shoulders, I guess, but... I'm with Ray on that explanation. I just, he's slime, though. So does he have a sensitive yeah. area of slime? I... That's you never is. thought you'd be, we'd be no, talking about I, Ivan Ooze's genitals, did you? I hate debating superhero genitals so much. <laughs> well, he's not a superhero, so... Oh, God damn you. I have had this conversation with boys since I've been in middle school, and I just, I, I don't want to do it anymore. How long have you been having the uh, debate about Skeksy genitals? 
Oh, that's new. Okay. That's, I'm yeah. glad. I'm that's, glad you're not sick of that one yet. We never would have known had it not been for Harvey Firestein's character just having three pee streams. That's right. And we still wonder how that all works. Yep. That's yep. another episode. Okay. My very last note. Well, and this is kind of nitpicky. The uh, scene where all the parents are like walking to the edge of the uh, cliff and the kid comes up with the fire hose and is spraying all these parents. Yeah. Not to knock them back or whatever. Uh-huh. So my dad was a firefighter for 30 years and I heard stories about how those fire hoses would break concrete if you shot them at concrete. Yeah. Oh yeah, that should have knocked them on their asses. It's barely moving anybody. And like the kids that are pu- pushing them back, they're getting hit in the back. Yeah. I mean, this shit would topple that entire crowd over and it barely, like it's like hitting them with a super soaker, yeah. essentially. It would break bones. Yeah, and, there would be yeah. a lot of injuries. I mean, they probably would be noses dead. And... I bet yeah. some would have concussions. And, concussions, maybe like yeah. snap spinal cords from if they were Look, kids even if they getting shot in the back. Even if they weren't injured, they should have been knocked over. Yes. I mean, clearly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was, again, more of a nitpick than anything else. But yeah, that, that bothered me too. But that's uh, the last note I had. Just uh, Can we talk about that stupid kids party? Like, I, I remember Oh, seeing... geez, where they're all wearing purple? Not Come only on. that, but they're wearing the slime like at what point are you that happy to be away from your parents that you're like i'm just gonna pour this on me this will feel good i'm so excited (laughs) and why did was there a dress code for this party that they all had to wear purple shirts so the only thing i can gather is that they're also being manipulated by the ooze but in a very different way from the parents but there's nothing shown with the parents it's shown that it manipulates them the guy yes. gets like an electrical charge or whatever i mean there's I think nothing them... in the film to show that the kids would get that no but i think their actions are like it's the show rather than tell like they're they're all shown wearing purple like you said and they're doing weird stuff with the ooze that no normal kid would ever do like it's just they're acting strangely but you know it's not a good explanation no it's not but there's lots of that type of stuff that like, so when the, the kids are on the monorail, right. And the, the track breaks and Tommy's going to swoop oh, in geez. and save them. First off, how does he know there are any kids on the train? Second, how does he know what they're even doing? Because he's but, Tommy. He knows fucking everything. Cause he's the coolest, but he monologues the whole thing. Like he, he like does. someone, like the kid called him up at one point. It was like, Hey Tommy, here's my plan. Yeah. And then at the end, Tommy's like, kid you'll be a power ranger someday too and we're all wearing power ranger colors but don't worry we're not the real power rangers and the kid's like i'm gonna be the gold ranger (laughs) okay kid you're an idiot i mean chad is suggesting that maybe ivan's slime works like ghostbusters 2 slime interesting the more you're around it the more you're affected by it well it amplifies emotions essentially right yeah i mean i think that's plausible i don't because the adults (laughs) it doesn't work at all that way on the adults i mean all so this slime has two distinct properties that it can do it's just whether you're over the age of 18 is the determining factor as to whether you get mood slime or uh total mind manipulation slime well i think it's i mean we don't really know when teenagers stops 18 19 are technically still teenagers 
but yes, I think it knows because he likes kid. He likes the t- the teenagers and the kids, unless they're you know Z- Zordon's teenagers. I was just assuming based on the fact that it was adults that were affected, and technically there's eighteen year old as an adult. But whatever, if you I, want to be I nitpicky, Derek, then I go ahead and be know. nitpicky. I'm I just saying know. it's a good thought, and we, God knows we all like mood slime here, but. I don't think I don't think Vigo was around in this case. Vigo. It seems like you're trying to justify something that was just bad, which is fine. That's what we're basically yeah, we we're do tr- every week yeah. on this podcast. We're just trying to I make mean, it work. To be man. fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're not doing anything wrong. I'm sorry if it feels like I'm coming at you. I'm not. I you obviously are a fan of this movie, and I'm glad you enjoy it. And all of this thing, all these things I'm making fun of are adult Ryan rewatching this movie. As a kid, I loved everything about this movie and had really no issues with it. So, you know, I hope that I'm glad you have that same nostalgia as an adult. But yeah, I don't buy the moon's I mean, slime thing. I think I think some of us are just trying to make it make sense because while it was a kids' movie, it was still made by adults. Right. So theoretically, they had some thought process when they did this stuff. And I'm trying to figure out what it is. Yeah, I don't think there was much of a thought process. I think their thought process was, let's sell toys and make the White Ranger look like the baddest motherfucker that ever lived. Right. I mean, and that was probably like a directive from Sabin, though. Maybe. You know, I, I doubt or somehow it could have been in Jason David Frank's uh, contract. That's possible, too. Like yeah. the whole reason why they kept him aboard and didn't just get another actor for the White Ranger was because he was so popular. Yeah. So he could have renegotiated to be like, no, I'm the leader. I am making the most money. I'm going to do the coolest stunts. Like he could have walked in and Vin Diesel that whole thing. Yeah. And I want to reiterate I think that as a person, he's a really cool dude everything i've ever heard about him is that he's great with his fans he loves the character so much that he keeps coming back he did a superhero beatdown mm-hmm. um at least once maybe twice as the green ranger um and you know he obviously has a huge passion for the character and you know i love it when an actor does that uh ernie hudson is the same way with his ghostbusters role there's a lot of other actors that just they latch onto this one role and they love their fans that they have from this one role and i think it's great so i have no problem with him as a person i just think that the way they framed this movie if even diesel it then man good for him more power to you that is badass i wish i had the power to do something like that but uh yeah but the movie was just ridiculous partially because of that but i I don't know. It was ridiculous for a lot of reasons. I can't solely blame that. Fair enough. I, agree. I, I killed I, you guys into, or I knocked you guys into silence. No, I don't, no, I don't know what else good. to say. Like, you know? here's the thing: your your nitpicks and your points and stuff. I can't refute them. They are a hundred percent true. I just still like it. That's fine. I I I got no problem with people liking it. I get it. But I mean, I I made you guys watch the Last Dragon, and I stood by it the whole time so you know i get it sometimes you just sometimes bad movies just have a way of sticking with you and i get it absolutely they click with you at a young age and you're you watch them as an adult and you're like this is terrible i'm gonna watch it again yeah and sometimes you go man that was a piece of shit and then sometimes you're like okay i still love it you know and there's there's parts of it that I nostalgically enjoy, you know, I still like the look of the power Rangers as, as like in their suits and their helmets and all you that stuff. You still wish you were the one that got the tree uh, frog. 
for your no. ninjetti. Well, so that's something that really bothers me a lot. Is like they came from these really cool Zord animals. You know, mostly dinosaurs. Plus you had you had the mastodon and the saber toothed tiger, and it was super cool. But then they get when their their new ones for this are just awful across the board they're not great like yeah a frog and then you have a crane and a falcon and like then yeah it was a bear and what was the other one there's Um, a wolf there's an ape oh right the ape yeah Yeah. you got the others the crane and the falcon always look the exact same to me just different colors and cranes and falcons look completely different in real life if you haven't seen them they're like like that just that yeah. comes off lazy, especially when, like, previously, like, Kimberly had the uh, the pterodactyl, right? The flying Her, one, yeah. Right? Hers was the flying one. And Tommy had th- this, you know, this tiger, and it was a super cool tiger, and that was really neat. And it's like they can't – but it was also subtly a copy of the saber-toothed tiger they had already had from the Yellow Ranger. So it's almost like they have to copy one of them. Right. And I don't know why. There's lots of animal creatures that you can choose from like if you're drudging up tree frog i have to believe that you could come up with some cool stuff to put in here okay i mean if i was going to be doing this movie and i was going to be like okay we're doing ninjetti i'm gonna i'm gonna do something cool we're gonna do an homage to actual martial arts and do the five basic shaolin animals as uh the ninjetti that would be uh, so cool animals like, i mean i granted there's six rangers so you'd have to fudge and get a one of the later animals in there i mean but... they could have easily just done the kung fu panda stuff sure i mean well there's a lot of kung fu animals so you could grab sure. one of the other ones but um you know do the five original shaolin animals and that would have been cool as fuck but yeah they couldn't even do that they just picked tree tree frog uh, breaks me up every time. I don't understand. They, there must have been a lot of drugs or something going on to where they that somebody signed off on that. I love tree frogs; they're really cool, but nothing about them screams badass animal or ninja or ninja. Yeah. Well, and even well, the actor, he he wasn't yeah. even happy with it. He thought it was lame too. That's why he said that line. Like that was totally ad libbed, and he had to fight with the director to keep it in. They were going to cut it. And then he made like five frog jokes in the next like five minutes. Yeah. During that, that fight. Pay, that was payback for his ad libbing. <laughs> and it was pick on the frog day. Yeah, yeah, it was not good. Yeah, I mean, the movie definitely has a lot of problems with it. And it's strange seeing some of it look better than a TV show, some of it looks worse than a TV show. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's in a weird spot. It, it was one of, I mean, it's still to this day, a, a rare occurrence where a TV show jumps directly to the big screen and then back again with the same core set of characters. That's a rare thing. Um, and it's not an easy task. Even Star Trek struggled with it in certain ways. Not this bad, but, but um, they certainly struggled with it. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to touch on? No. Crumpling up my list, so I never have to read it again. So some fun facts then. Um, the the role of Ivan Ooze. Some other actors who are considered for the role include Phil Collins, Tim Curry, Danny DeVito, and Christopher Lloyd. Danny DeVito would have been amazing. <laughs> I think any of those actors would have been amazing, except Phil Collins. Not sure why he's on that list, but okay. I mean, imagine Tim Curry playing it kind of like uh, in Fern Gully. 
Where Texas? it's like Texas, for some reason super sexual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was a child when uh, I saw Fern Gully. I did not need to be attracted to like this weird oil thing. But no, that toxic love song is so sexy. And I was not prepared for that. I'm still not prepared for that. I, I, I okay <laughs> okay well i mean really all i can picture now on the opposite end is uh yeah i've been ooze singing susudio <laughs> so i mean why not he knows everything from the past six thousand years pop culture wise so why wouldn't he know susudio yeah you're totally right or invisible touch he starts singing that to the power rangers <laughs> all right i'll take it um yeah. 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 I, How do you feel now? <laughs> I will say that I was never sexually attracted to Hexus. You can't tell me that song isn't sexy, though. I don't like, recall a sexy song that he sings off the top of my toxic head. Toxic Love? Come on. I guess we'll have to rewatch Ferngully. I mean, I loved it as a kid, and I definitely had a thing for the little fairy girl. Krista. Yeah. Krista, thank you. Yeah. Um, definitely. He yeah. still probably has a thing for Krista. Probably. Yeah, probably. It's very ambiguous how old she is too, so that's a little creepy. But I'm pretty sure she's, she's an like adult, hundreds of years old, but she's still an adolescent because she's like learning her magic still and stuff. Yeah, it's I was like gonna say, it's like she's been around for hundreds of years, but she doesn't understand how anything works. Right. She's very sheltered. Okay. Apparently. <laughs> uh, there's not like a whole lot of other like really interesting facts. There were some some shooting issues. So the idea was for this to be done shooting before the second season of Power Rangers began, but that was not possible. So they had to shoot some of season two um, in Australia where the movie was shot, which was not part of the original plan. Mm -hmm. And the problem is like this movie takes place in the middle of season two. It does not take place directly in between one and two. So that's always really weird. Well, there you go. Yeah, so the seasons are very strange. Like season one of Power Rangers has 6D episodes, 6-0. Mm -hmm. uh, so like for me, I didn't realize that was one season watching it as a kid because it felt like forever. So I assumed that was like three or four seasons of a show. But it's, yeah, that's one it's season. Not... No, and they crazy. air, like that means they had to air almost every day. Or uh, they aired multiple new episodes back to back. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine the shooting schedule or something like that. Of course, I guess if you only have to uh, shoot half the show because you're using mm -hmm. somebody else's footage for half of it, that probably makes it easier. Oh, definitely. Um, they definitely had some some issues on set, though. They fired the director at one point. The uh, the first director only worked on it for for three months, and then they switched directors which is never a good sign for a film. Didn't the Blue Ranger have some issues on set because uh, they were making like gay jokes at him or something like that too? That came I thought later. I read something. Oh, okay. So he was one of the last to leave the show. And most of the time the cast was never the problem. He's actually pretty good friends with a good chunk of the people that he worked with. And he worked with about four or five different cast um it was always the crew once he oh, was outed as gay uh the crew kind of tore into him and he hated it so that's why he still does cons because he usually loves his cast members but he and he loves the fans 
but he had a horrible time towards the end and th- he left the show because of that. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on that, that happy, know. yeah, on that happy note, uh, that's I always pretty- like to wrap it up in a positive way. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. I mean, there was also a Power Ranger from like season seven or eight or something like that who was a murderer, so he like murdered his girlfriend or something. Fucking Power Rangers, know that. Did yeah. not know that. Yeah, not one of the main cast members, not one of the cast members that we even know, but he was he was in the show long after all of us stopped watching. So was he a ranger? Yeah, he was a ranger. I'm sorry. Okay. I meant like not one that we're super familiar with. Gotcha. Sorry. Sorry. I understand. All right. Well then, sh- should we grade the? No, I'm kidding. No, I'm, to- I'm totally. I'm totally kidding. On. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's gonna be it for us um, for our bad movie reviews segment and 25th anniversary discussion of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie from 1995 next week we are going to discuss the outcome of dc fandom Mm -hmm. which takes place uh for 24 hours starting on august 22nd they are running uh, lots of virtual panels some of them get multiple encores so you can watch them starting at 10 a.m pacific time and some will even go late until the uh into Sunday even for the encores and different things of that nature. So we're going to cover as much ground as we can for that next week. So be sure to join us to talk about all of that. It will be like a long extended news segment. Yeah. Essentially. And I bet, are you guys, you guys are watching live, right? Um, As much as we can. And there's definitely some stuff I'll probably watch encore Sunday morning. We'll probably be sharing a lot of stuff on the, on the social medias for the HPN. So if you're, yeah following on those then you can keep up to date with the news if you don't want to watch all the panels i'm sure rachel and derek will be tweeting the hell out of it so Mm -hmm. yeah so that'll be at screen heroes pod on twitter i'm sure we'll be talking about it in our facebook group as well you can find our screen heroes group on facebook it's at facebook.com slash group slash screen heroes please join us in there aside from this type of stuff we're also uh doing a big tournament on uh, sci-fi films with 85 science fiction films that we're pitting against each other and it's been very interesting so far ray worked really hard putting that bracket together so you can join us for that it's going every day we have a new matchup it's going to go for quite some time uh ryan if people want to reach out and talk to you about how terrible power rangers the movie is how can they do that uh i'm at the star trek dude you can find me on uh twitter no uh at buster props uh my business contact and i can talk to you on there if you really really want to share stories about how bad this movie was and the ptsd you're suffering now from uh having to watch it and ray if people want to talk to you about how great the power rangers tv show is how can they reach you I'm at Siren Ray on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I'm, of course, at the Star Trek Dude on Twitter. And you can find me there and talk with me. You can also find me on Red Shirts and Runabouts, which is the network Star Trek show podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network. Ray is guest hosting with me 
during a 10-week stint of Star Trek Lower Decks. We're reviewing that, so that's pretty cool. And if you like video games, check out Gamer Heroes. I also host that and bring on guests every episode to talk various video games. Ryan's been on. He'll be on mm-hmm. again here shortly in a couple of episodes, and Ray's going to join me later this fall. So our next episode comes out this coming week, and we're going to be talking about The Last of Us Part 2, and I'm assuming parts of the first game as well in that conversation. So thank you for joining us. You can find Screen Heroes at heroespodcast.com or on Facebook at the Heroes Podcast Network, like I said, at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter, and you can subscribe on your app of choice wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Don't forget to join us live Tuesday nights so you can chat with us during the show. We actually had some fun conversation in the chat this week. So I it was mostly it. one-sided, but... Yeah. Well, I was, I was responding. I was responding okay. in chat. I saw like one response to every I, seven messages. So. Well, I don't you know. because uh, my keyboard is very loud. Mine's loud too. I just don't give a crap. I do what I can, but I appreciate all of the comments in our chat we do this tuesday nights at 9 p.m eastern time in our facebook group so you can join us every tuesday and talk to us about whatever it is that we're talking about this is gonna be it for us have a great week everyone Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.